Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, mate. How are we? I'm good, Doug. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I've got this fucking horrible flu thing that won't disappear. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I I, I got a bit ill mm, end of November. Yeah. And then I worked. Mm-hmm. Just carried on because it wasn't too bad. And it, it cleared up because I was really busy. So I didn't really notice it. But every every other day it was a little bit like the... And then like, you know, about 10 days ago, I had just migraine every other day yeah you know, kicking in with the chest every day and not like coughing sneezing but just you know when it's just sitting there on on your chest and you're just like heavy and exhausted all the time uh-huh yeah it was like that so i had a i had a few days to rest um i didn't need to travel for work uh necessarily and you know even though sitting down in front of a, uh, in front of a laptop doing some work I wasn't really moving yeah so it all kind of caught up mm. and yeah it just I don't know I think it's time of year super busy but a little bit unhealthy um, you know it's intermittent I'm having good days and bad days rather than just being consistent with good food choices yeah. and all of that lot um, so I don't think I've helped myself but I've just noticed longing, you know, it longing out just a little bit too much than I would like. Yeah. So, especially over the Christmas period. Well, <laughs> well, it's funny though. I mean, you know, I, I can totally relate. I think it's, um, you know, we talk about these pillars that we put in our lives. Um, we talk about what's good and what we need to do and the routines we need to, you know, apply in order to be in good mental and physical health and yet you know a period of work or intensity of you know service uh, it will it throw things it throws things out yeah a, a lot and you have to be in control you have to make sure that you 
you know, you have a few no compromises in that sense of saying, look, I know I'm going to be busy. I know I'm not going to be able to do all of this, but I need to make sure I do at least X, Y, Z. Um, but it is easy to make, you know, the, the wrong food choices, for instance, yeah. or just, you know, the day goes by and you're like, fuck, I've been sat down all day. You know, I haven't moved around. It's those little details. So I've, you know, similarly had... um some respiratory thing which I think could have been walking pneumonia um I had a bunch of time you know I had a few days off I went up to the doctors to hospital for x-rays and stuff and um and then just overnight it went on its own and then there was some wheezing still so there was still something on my lungs but the pain had gone um so I wasn't quite sure what was going on with that However, <laughs> I am, um, listen, I don't want to make every episode about psychedelics. I'd happily do that. I could talk all day about psychedelics. Of course I could. Um, but this is my last one of the year. <laughs> and and we can keep it brief. I just want to explore a couple of things because um, uh, I went up uh, for a couple of days to Yorkshire to hold... Um, uh, to support uh, and hold space in a, a ceremony, um, grandmother medicine, and uh, the first night I was, you know, holding the space with music, and being of service. But the second night I was invited to actually sit and take the medicine. You know, um, we always take medicine when we're holding space, yeah. but just a little bit. But um, I was kind of invited to do you know, a full-on journey myself, which has been quite a while. I mean, I think I've only done one ayahuasca journey this year and I've done Bufo a couple of times, you know. So not to say that I haven't done any medicine work, but it's it's interesting that, you know, this, uh, this was so needed and I'm not going to necessarily dwell on the, the, the mental health aspect of this this time, and this is why I do want to talk about the psychedelics is because this was way more of an energetic shift. I mean, it's always an energetic shift. Um, but I feel amazing at the moment. Like this is two days ago. I, I came back yesterday and I feel amazing. And given that, you know, uh, earlier in the month and a, a lot of this year, I've not felt great for a number of things. I, I, I um, I pulled a muscle in my back, in my neck, yeah. into my back. I, I must have done that over the summer, I think. <clears throat> and it was bad for two days, but it felt very different to other muscles I've pulled. And um, it didn't go. It, while the pain went, there was a tightness there all year. Yeah, I felt it. And in my ayahuasca journey... Which could, I think it might have been my most profound one since my first one. Like it was deep. Yeah, yeah. And the purge, which is, you know, which involved sickness and snot and tears and crying and then having to go and take myself to shit everything out as well. <laughs> like the purge was everywhere. Like, I mean, it was just everything. <clears throat> and, I know people when they talk about ayahuasca, they're like, or you know, they say like, I'd I'd like to do it, but I I don't want to be sick. And it's just like it's not like sickness in the sense that 
most people have sickness. It's not sickness in terms of like having a hangover and being sick or, you know, uh, being ill, having a bug and being sick. Yeah. It's a very different feeling. Um, it, but things come out. And when they come out, it's not just what you've got in your stomach. It's like energy just going from your body, leaving your body. Dark energy, negative energy, the things that no longer serve us out. So I feel amazing. And that pain that I had in my neck has completely gone. Completely gone. Completely gone. Jesus. And the pneumonia or the walking pneumonia respiratory thing that I'd had has completely gone. There's nothing. There was wheezing on my lungs up until a few weeks, uh, until a few days ago, and then nothing. I think I'm still purging a little bit. I think, I, you know, there's a, a bit of snot, and but it doesn't feel like a cold or anything. I think it's just toxins getting out of my body. Yep. I feel exhausted still. Like I, you know, I, I still feel like I just need some rest and some, you know, be good to myself time. But overall, I also feel really energetic. I feel like I can't wait to get on with things. And, you know, it, it's just the, the energy is cleared and I feel fucking amazing. So that's, you, you know, that, that's all I'm going to say about, <laughs> about psychedelics this time and ayahuasca and not, you know, doing the same things. But it's just the difference physically this time is just quite incredible. Yeah. It's interesting because obviously, you know, I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I'm going to, you know, going to sit down i've got some mushrooms at home we're going to sit down and and have a hold a little space for myself and i haven't been comfortable enough in mindset and setting to sit down and just relax and do it so i haven't actually done it yet um but i've got i have some time have a lot of time to myself over the next sort of few days obviously the christmas period um so that I can sit down and do that because I'm ready for it very very ready for it um and and in need I would say um you know it's been a it, obviously it's, it's been a very long 18 months um and I'm sort of at that point now where I'm like just need a little reset but not a a physical holiday reset mm. uh, you know just a, a bit of a bit of release, a bit of, um, you know, just to help get some negativity out that's creeping back in. Um, because obviously, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't think I've ever said this particularly on, on podcast before. Or in general, actually. Um, I may have mentioned it once or twice. But I think ever ever since the the very first time that I've, I sort of, you know, I had a my first dissociative episode and woke up in hospital after attempting to, you know, take my own life. I, it's a very, very easy thought to resort straight to in high stressful situations. Now it's very easy for me to, to come away from that very quickly, but it's just, a, uh, it's like a strange thing. Cause it's kind of like zero to a hundred. You, you've mm. just, you know, you're you're exhausted, you're tired, you're stressed, everything's kind of pissing you off and suddenly you're you're there and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa what, where's that come from? I need to come away from that, step back and then 
address the stresses that are going on. Mm. Um, and I've just I just noticed over the last sort of few weeks that little bits of of those of you know of those thoughts are, are creeping in and very easy to disperse. Yeah, very very easy. You know, it's it's, it's definitely not something that I'm sitting there pondering and, and longing over. Um, but I've just noticed it creeping back in, which for me, you know, says there's that I'm not doing enough at the moment for myself. Yep. Um, and I need to, I need to readdress that. And 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 it would be good to sit down and hold a little space for myself and just, yeah, you know, chill. I, you know, quite naturally, December for chefs is yeah. a, a, a ridiculous time of year. And um, I think you can make space in terms of saying that, you know, I know I'm not going to have much time to be do all the self-care stuff. Yeah. But it's making sure you've put a reward in place at the end. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if that's the little reward, just as you take, you know, a bit of time off for Christmas and, you know, things shut down, things get a little bit quieter. Then as, you know, the new year opens up, then January can be quiet. And you you have a bit more space to think better. I know you, you know your workload is like mine. You know, it's still quite intense, no matter what the time of year, because we we do consultancy, and you know that means being having a bunch of different clients that you're constantly, you know, working with uh, and and doing things for. So we keep busy. Um, but I think it's yeah. If there's a little Christmas break, if there's a bit of time to just unwind sit with the medicines and see what they're you know they're telling us um i'm glad i did this i'm glad i um got something in to kind of conclude the year um obviously today is the solstice isn't it it is yeah and you know to do that around the solstice to do it as the year's finishing up and i think it's just clearing a path for me that you know 2024 will be way more positive and you know I reflect on the fact that you know obviously lost my mum at the beginning of this year and uh, I think I've dealt with it fine but the other day was a chance to really grieve and you know get that out Um, and you know hopefully and, and I think I'm aware now that I've been holding on to that grief and it's also made me not perform in a way that I would ordinarily perform or would like to be performing do you know what i mean i won't go into too many details because they're varied but it it is something that i felt that i feel that i put that to bed i will always miss my mum, and i will always be sad about that kind of thing coming up every now and then the grief doesn't necessarily go away but i think i got a lot of you know real stuff out and it means that i won't be hanging you know holding on to that next year I, I, it means that i can just go forward in a way more positive way of being you know yeah absolutely perhaps it, it's the <clears throat> sorry to cut you off but yeah. i think it's the morning period yeah. you know it's that bit's done now i can carry a certain amount of grief but i've just reframed it for myself i understand it a bit more better now. yeah it's, it's an interesting thing because i was i was actually speaking to my um to my nan yesterday uh my dad's mum and uh <laughs> We don't speak much, um, you know. It's I, I'm not really sure why. I've, I'm, I can be quite terrible in keeping in touch with people, so it's probably <laughs> that more than anything. Um, but we were having a good chat yesterday, and we were just talking about things. And one of the things that she said to me, she's like, "You know, I'd really love to um, 
to have a, a, a good chat with your mum, but I haven't wanted to pressure her into into talking. And I was like, I was like to, you know, to be honest with you, Nan, I just think that, you know, time is, it, it, it's kind of just, we've just got on. We've just kind of, you know, I don't think there's any intentional forgetfulness or, you know, deliberate not wanting to speak to you. I think it's just, she just hasn't really got round to it. And, um, and you know, one of the things that she said to me, so my auntie, her, her daughter, um, you know, she died 30 years ago this year. And, um, you know, so for, for my nan, you know, she had obviously her husband four years ago and then her son two years later. Yeah. Um, you know, but she said to me, she's like, you know, you, you, your auntie Lynn died 30 years ago. And, you know, every day at some point there's a thought process about mm. her. Um, you know, you the, the grieving period ends, but the mourning never stops is what she said to me. And okay, so I got it wrong. <laughs> well, it's that's, the other way around. Yeah, yeah fine. That makes said. sense. But I mean, you know, it's it's one of those kind of, you know, it, it's very much the same. I said it a minute ago. You know, it's been a very very long eighteen months. I've I've been like you. I just got on. Was very strong for everyone else. Um, I've been very busy, so I've not really had those periods. Mm. Um, I had a good 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 time when I was in you know in Cyprus. Um, and and some time to think about my dad and there was uh i think there was a moment when i was driving up uh to the cotswolds the other day where uh there was a song i think it's an an old offspring song actually uh and it, it just randomly came on the shuffle on my phone <laughs> and i was like oh, i didn't even know this was still on there and uh and it just reminded me of, of of my dad and i think it's it's not being sad when i'm reminded of my dad yeah. which i now know that is a good is hmm. I'm not at that place because as much as, you know, obviously there's times this year, you know, the the whole trip to Bahrain and, and working with the, the race team and everything, might, it would have been, you know, such an amazing conversation to have with my dad. And, you know, one of his favourite Formula One drivers has just signed for that team this year to, to race for oh, wow. next season. So, you know, it would have been good chat and, and good time to, to speak to him about it. But I... I I just think of all of the good times now, you know, good memories, always happy things, you know, even if, <coughs> even if it's a sad moment that triggers a, a yeah. memory, it's like, oh, well, you know, I think it's important and it's, it's not easy for people. It's, it's, it's going to be easy for me to say this, but I know it's not easy for people to do it, but I think it really is important to just, you know, make peace with the situation. Just, um, whether you do it through plant medicines, therapy, it doesn't matter. But, you know, holding on to that pain can only just start breaking us down. Yeah. You know, it's not healthy and it is a big part of life. It's, it, it, you know, we're all going to experience it. We're going to lose people. We're going to go through that process. Um but it doesn't, you know, even rationalising it doesn't necessarily make it easier. Um, but, I, you know, I can tell you how I went through my situation. Obviously, you know, I have my spiritual beliefs and my shamanic path. And if I hadn't had that, I know I've said this before, but, you know, if I hadn't had that, maybe I'd be handling things differently. Yeah, yeah. But they have helped me and I do, you know, it's my belief that this reality isn't everything, that there's so much way beyond this 
So I will see my mum again. And I said that. But I guess the other thing is that I, th- I think about the fact that I am my mum's legacy, you know? Yeah. You are yeah. your father's legacy. So therefore, um, you know, we just show up every day being the best versions of ourselves to make our parents proud. And that's a little, you know, reminder that I have every now and then of just like, okay, well, you know, my mum can't be here, but I can be here for my mum. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I'm here to just, you know, just try and be the best version of myself. And and then the other part of my spiritual belief is the fact that, you know, I believe that they're with us, whether it is in our hearts, whether it's in our brain, mind, our consciousness, or it is in a in the kind of spirit world with us. So, you know, you go into Bahrain, you're taking your dad to Bahrain every fucking time you go, you know. Yeah. If you know <laughs> if um yeah, I go to do things that my mum would have enjoyed. I'm, I'm taking my mum there. And it's funny, I, 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 I know I've told you, but it's like I'd always call my mum when I was driving because it was just the, one of the few times, I, you know, it was quiet enough and I've got time to check in with people. And I drive a lot, so I call people a lot. But, um, yeah, I'd check in with my mum once, twice a week kind of thing. And yeah. now I just have an open conversation in the car. And it was it's a lot of the time that's just getting stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as if she's there and um I know she's there. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm pretty certain of it as well, to be honest. I mean again it was one of the interesting things that my nan said. We uh she's like <laughs> she said to me she would love she wants to come back as an animal. Yeah. She doesn't it doesn't care what animal, but she wants to come back as an animal. Can you uh, just advise her not to come back as a mouse? <laughs> they get like the most shit deal. <laughs> I've, I've got this. I had this thing recently of just watching like live feeding in on live feeding videos on YouTube of like snakes eating mice. I used to have a snake. Uh, snakes eating mice, bullfrogs eating mice. Like <laughs> <laughs> they have got a shit deal. I mean, actually, my my very first pet was a, a little white mouse. Oh really? Yeah. A fucking. Didn't rat. have a hamster. I had a white mouse. A white mouse. Yeah. I lived in a big old house that had a lot of mice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so we had to have a few cats to clean them, clean it up. Mm. But no, it's, yeah, I mean, she she would uh, preferences a tiger or a wolf, bless her. But um, yeah, it was you know, and even even at you know at her age, you know, ninety one, nearly ninety two years old, she's um, you know she's experienced a lot, and and she's she has she's certainly not religious, but she has that spiritual thought processes that she will come back and she'll come back mm. as something. Um, it was just, it was actually just quite a nice conversation, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, people don't have those conversations enough, do they? Nah. Listen, you know, I, I love science. I love reverting to science for a lot of things. I like to find the scientific, um, you know, logic behind certain things. But then, you know, when we're looking at maybe the metaphysical. Uh, beliefs just how certain things can align do you know what i mean um that there are it's like whether religion calls things prayers or you know um spirit spiritual people call something energy or you know science calls it the quantum quantum physics or something do you know what i mean we all have a different language for something uh, but no one's disputing it's not there. Do you know what I mean? Like, we all kind of know it's there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. So I was listening to, I was listening to, um, 
the Joe Rogan podcast on the way home the other day. And it's good, actually, because they're always about three hours long, so it's good yeah. length of time to be yep. listening in the car. And one of the, uh, you know, the majority of, which is something I won't go into detail with, because I, I like to be ignorant of it slightly, but the majority of the podcast was basically, you know, full-on information around the Israel-Gaza thing and, and proper history that people aren't being, to, you know, told about now. So... As per usual, people's minds are being made up about something based on what the narrative on the news is. Um, but one of the things that they were discussing was um, that they randomly got onto uh, the topic of uh, the the first emperor of China's temple that they found in the seventies, and inside this temple, so they haven't, they still haven't fully explored the entire temple because. Um, there was a lot of uh, stuff written up that apparently there's 12 rivers of mercury in this temple. Hmm. So if they open certain doors, there's a serious concern that, right. you know, this fucking river of mercury is going to come out yeah. and kill everyone. Um, and they've tested the soil, they've tested the ground, there is very high levels of mercury. So, sure. you know, they haven't done it. But this temple was built 2,200 years ago. So to have the knowledge that long ago yeah to put these things in place and of course you know building an entire terracotta army to protect you whilst you're dead mm. was an interesting thing but the thing that it then led them on to which really really fascinated me was um and it's again just saying about what you're saying with science like science is incredible but it's consistently consistently disproving itself over and over again every five ten years mm -hmm. they're finding something to disprove something now like you know we're taught in school that you know humans or rational thinking humans are only really about 50,000 years old mm. give or take but if you consider the pyramids in Cairo in Giza the Sphinx the creation of those things the only logical explanation that they can come up with to of because of what they're made out of is a mine that is 500 miles away that they would have had to have made the bricks and dragged them 500 miles yeah right to create these pyramids and it's not just one mm. you know they've built quite a few yeah but if they did it in that logic and they were able to lay 10 bricks a day it would have taken 667 years to build one pyramid. Mm. So there has to be, and I, I believe obviously knowledge transfer over time, it must be something we must be coming back or there must be something because, you know, the the other thing that, that's really strange is that the, the Sphinx has got all of this terrible water corrosion. Yeah. And they can't figure out how. But they can suggest out of like rational thinking is that the last time water would have been in that area would have been about 34,000 years ago. Right. So the estimation of these things being built between nine and 10,000 years ago can't possibly be right. They have to be older. But that's why I love Graham Hancock and, you know, I've read most of his books. Um, really love the fact that he's got that Netflix thing, which is still getting 
criticised for, but yeah, of course it is, yeah. which, but he's it was fingerprints of the gods, which I think came out in the nineties, early nineties, that you know had some really ra- uh, wild kind of theories about the fact that civilization is older than we're being told. We're yeah. being told, and and he was kind of vilified by the archaeology. Um, uh, community, archaeological community, um, and yet things started happening, as you say. Science starts proving <laughs> or disproving itself, and they Gobekli Tepe was found, and that was yeah. like twelve thousand, eleven thousand years old. So you know, slowly the things that Graham Hancock has suggested, based on the evidence and what's out there. I, He's just you know being constantly proven right, yeah. and the the community, the archaeological community, still fucking hate him. They still call him a pseudoscientist. Basically, though, he's doing research that you know certain, not all archaeologists. The arch, fuck me, I'm going to. It's a hard word to keep saying. <laughs> archaeologists, uh, you know, they sit within a certain paradigm, a certain way of thinking, yep. and very few of them are willing to go outside of that to challenge things. Because you know they, it's a t- it's a tight little community, and they will be they'll be vilified themselves. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. it's 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 good that someone that doesn't have that background. I mean, uh, Graham Hancock is a journalist first and foremost, yeah. but he's got a big interest in just going deeper and saying, "Look, I'm not necessarily happy with that. It's not consistent with what we're seeing." Yeah. And he took a lot of photos of the Sphinx at the base to people with that with no context just saying what is this and they're just saying it's water erosion it's water erosion yeah. so before you know but kind of showing them the whole of the sphinx of what it is and it was consistent now but i mean his theory goes back to what is it the um younger dryas uh hypothesis which is about 12,000 years ago and it, it lasted for about a thousand years and it was when the great ice caps of the state, you know, North America yeah. and um, Northern Europe just started melting and creating huge, huge floods. Yeah. And that's then consistent with the, you know, the big flood story that we find around the world, particularly, you know, Moses and the Ark. Yeah. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah. That's but it's just such a weird thing, isn't it? Because I think that history... History is an interesting thing because if you look at the Bible, for example, I I know very little about the Bible, just what we we read when we was in primary school and a little bit in secondary school. But you know the stories are obviously massively elaborated, like massively. If they are accurate, they are massively yeah. elaborated. But you you have to kind of think that science, you know, is proving that the book could have been accurate i think what it is and listen I... there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I was a hard atheist for a long, long time. Um, particularly when it came to kind of Christianity and I've, I'm making my peace with it now. I don't, I'm not Christian. I won't, I won't conform to religions in that sense, but I understand that there might be an element of truth in all religions. Yep. Um, but those things, I guess, fit my bias. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's the, it's the bits that fit in with, you know, the spiritual beliefs. Um, I don't know what is true in the Bible and what isn't true. Uh, What I do believe is that we interpret it to suit ourselves. I've just said that. Um, And people have used that to control and, you know, oppress people. Um, We don't know what the truth is. There might be the fact that there is a certain amount of historical evidence in that, as there is in the Quran, as there is in the Torah, the you know um uh hindu scriptures what are they the, um the vedic scriptures yep. the um the veda uh bhagavad gita you know there are little bits and pieces that are also consistent there are also little ways of being that are you know kind of consistent as well and there are certain things that are put in the in various scriptures that then align with science when science proves something, you're like, yeah, that's kind of what's been talked about there. But we don't, I guess, not enough people explore that. Re- you know, religious people will stick to their doctrine and th- their way of being, but they won't necessarily align it with what's being said in, you know, scientific research. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I'm always fi- I, I, I see little bits popping up on, you know, Instagram accounts I follow, little YouTube things I watch. I don't know the answers. I really don't. But little things pop up every now and then and you're just like, that's fascinating. And that might just show there is a little bit of truth in these, you know, holy books. Um, But yeah, I I think for the best part of it, I mean, it's even when I hear people saying, yeah, but they're all parables and they're all, you know, it's interpreted this way. It's like, how do you know? (laughs) You're saying that. Yeah. You don't know the truth. Do you no. know what I mean? No, I mean, you know, in our time, everything is uh, is guesswork or choice. You know, mm. they're, they're never, you know, no one's ever really going to know what somebody said 2,000 years ago. It's just... In the same way we don't know who, how the fucking pyramids came to be. Do you no, know no. what I mean? I mean, I, do you know, I would fucking love to know. I genuinely mm. would absolutely love to know how somebody was that clever... But it's not just those temples, though, is it? You, know, you look at the the Aztec and the Mayan temples as yeah. well, like and the things that they're finding now that with with um, you know sonar and radar technology that are un, that's you know buried deep 
and they're, they're finding down. structures that are, you know, the size of pyramids just buried. Well, that's in that um, Graham Hancock Ancient Aliens, I think the episode where he's in like Indonesia. Yeah. And they use the LIDAR under this big hill, and there's like a huge kind of building underneath it. It's yeah. amazing. And again, it's, it's something else that's proven him right of theories that he's suggested in the past, you know. Yeah, I think it's... Do you know what it is? I, I don't... I always thought, yeah, it's aliens. It's got to be aliens. And I have my own belief about extraterrestrials. But, you know, um, I sometimes think it's probably an even simpler technology. I think it's just technologies that are lost. Yeah. Or we don't consider enough, but... Um, you know, I think it could be a lot to do with sound and frequency and levitation yep. because that has been proven. We know that that exists, but we don't look into it enough and not enough people are willing to accept it. But I certainly don't think it was a whole load of slaves and fucking bamboo fucking and bamboo and ram- <laughs> yeah, ropes and pulleys. It certainly wasn't that. So come on. Um but yeah, I think it's just a, probably a, te- a lost technology. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the likelihood is is that you know, a plausible kind of suggestion is that, like very much like what we're doing right now, is that humans got way too advanced for what they could handle at that moment, and then there just happened to be a catastrophic effect with something, hmm. and you know, we went backwards mainly because most of us died and we had to start again. Yeah. I, th- I think it's it's similar choice making. Um but ju- it's kind of like, you know, you you've just gone back, you've pressed the reset button, you've gone back to the start and you've you've you know, you've decided to go right instead of left this time. Mm. Yeah. I think it's quite likely because if you look at natural disasters, you know, way back when we could have hit a peak of something and then yeah but it's it's i think to your point it's like we always think that we're the most technologically advanced civilization you know modern life that we've we've got so much that other people have never had and it's like okay that may be true in to some extent we're definitely way more material but we're not necessarily living with spirit we're not necessarily living with nature we're completely in our own ecosystem yep. <laughs> rather than yeah, the ecosystem you know we so yeah we're technologically advanced in that sense but we're not necessarily advanced as perhaps the egyptians were or sumerians were you know and it doesn't ma- it doesn't mean that because we have like you know computers and ipads and all these things that we're any better because I think that we've also created, uh, you know, a whole load of problems for ourselves as well. And I don't know if that, you know, that was the same in, in Egypt. I'm sure civilizations, in order to be powerful and you know as big as they are, then someone's always going to lose. But um, yeah, I think we're totally out of touch with stuff. And yeah, I mean, I, it's like the AI thing. I'm fucking. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about that in in to some extent. <laughs> I can't imagine it's going to end well. I saw this thing the other day. Honestly, it was one of the funniest things ever. So, you know, mainly because of what my um, and obviously this might be giving too much information now, but fuck it, who cares? Because of my 
my Instagram and the things that I tend to like. Yeah, I was uh, there was a <laughs> there was a suggested post the other day, and uh, and it and, and I was like, I remember that woman. Where do I remember that woman for? And she was a she was a, a Belgian model in the nineties, mm. right? And somebody has has used um, AI, right? For a, you know, sort of complete AI thing uh-huh. to rev- basically, you know, reverse her age, right? And make her look like she did then, but how modelling is done now. Okay. And they've created an OnlyFans. Ah. And they've created everything. This this um, Instagram page has got nearly three hundred thousand followers, right? And you can tell from movement that it's not a real being. Yeah, yeah. But people are buying into it. Like this, is like one of the fastest growing Instagram pages, model Instagram pages. And this is a woman's not even real anymore. <laughs> it's mad. I mean, yeah. but but you got three hundred thousand people that have bought into it. It's worrying, isn't it? You know, and if that's, I know that's like in the grand scheme of how many people there are on the planet right now, that's not a big number, but that's a big number to be. It's a big number. Falling for that quite quickly. Oh, yeah. Did you see the AI art when it first kind of came out and it was so creepy? It was like the the weirdest. The, you got to look at, I don't know if it, you could probably Google it as, as old AI art or AI art gone wrong, something like that, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it, or creepy AI art, because what it was, it would take like situations, like it might be a group of people at a party, just there, and you look at it, if you looked at it quickly, you'd see it as a photo of some people at a party enjoying themselves. Yeah. But then when you started looking carefully, they've got way too many teeth, Yeah, they've got too many fingers, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's something eerily unnatural about it all, <laughs> like... Other than those fucking deformities, like it's it, but it's really fucking creepy, and it's 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 just kind of sinister. I'm, I think it's you know it's obviously got better because you don't see that, but that was about yeah two years ago. It was it was a bit of a thing. I just worry that you know we it's are we creating this kind of singular? I mean, people believe it was it will go to a singularity where you know AI will be able to if it becomes sentient it be, you know it kind of starts being able to upgrade itself and then that's something that's completely out of our hands once it starts upgrading itself and you know reproducing itself in yeah. that sense then are we then a threat to it to its existence will it then get rid of us and we're living everything now is you know, we we put so much into technology like I'm really trying not to have so many, I don't know, subscriptions to things or anything that involves signing up to, you know, do this. Things that I can, you know, if it's a fucking yoga app on my phone, get rid of it. Just fucking do yoga. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, but we rely so much on technology. I lost my phone. Well, I got my phone nicked earlier last year. And yeah, it was tough for about a week without having my phone. I was like, fuck because my bank account's on there or you know so much stuff's on my phone that when that goes yeah we're kind of screwed do you know what i mean and then <laughs> if we if we've got ai in the frame and we've got so much on there i'm like listen i'm a low key prepper all right i've got a bug out bag i've got a couple of bug out bags in the garage i've got a bunch of survival stuff 
I could probably make it out there for a few months before fucking <laughs> <laughs> before uh, rethinking everything. But you know, I do. I do kind of worry about that and where things are going. I, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, I mean, it that is the direction of things, though, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's um, it's smart. It can be helpful. This is the thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because they will say, look, this is going to be able to do this. This will do that. It will make our lives easier. Nothing that's ever been introduced has made our lives easier. We're working way more than we ever did. Yep. You know? Our lives, our mental health is beyond, you know, it's it's so poor. All these fucking iPads and iPhones and apps and bits and pieces that they tell us are going to improve our fucking quality of life. Have they? You are doing far much more than you used to. And the thing is, is that there's certain situations where you think, you know, you, you have the ability to do one thing a day and it can make you a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, everything is completely controlled through a device that, you know, once upon a time, and I had this argument with a lady at the bank the other day because I had some fraud on my account. I right. lost my account for three weeks, couldn't do anything. Oh, sure. And, um, you know, shitload of money taken. It was it was quite frustrating. And um, I was told that I could do certain things by them over the phone, um, which they messed up. So, like, you know, phone up and make some payments, you know, pass the security checks over the phone and make payments, that kind of thing. Um, but until I received all of my new codes for, for apps and online banking, I wasn't able to do anything. And I said to this woman, she was like, you know, you could have gone into branch, you know. And I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. And that, that is an appropriate thing to say. I was like, but bank branches are open between 10 and 2 now. Yeah. And considering as everybody works either 9 till 5 or 8 till 6 as an average Joe, where's the time in the day? Where's the fucking branches? <laughs> yeah, where are the fucking branches? Do you know what I mean? I was like, where's, where's the time in the day to for people to make it to the bank? And they said, if they're only open ten till two, half the time they've still they're, they're closed for an hour while they all have their break. Yeah. I was like, so you know, the fact that I'm ringing you to try and make a payment is because I need to make a fucking payment. You've you know, and you've, they've, they've 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 pushed us to being like you know online or yeah. using phones, telephone banking. Do you know what I mean? They've made all this happen, and then they tell you the best thing to do is go into a fucking yeah. bar. And that's what I said to her. I was on the phone for over an hour, right? And the, the message that kept being repeated was, um, it's easier if you hang up now and go onto your app and do this. And I'm like, well, I fucking can't because I can't get on my app because you've blocked it. And whilst they were protecting my account because there was fraud on it, you know, fully understood, um, what I didn't understand was that you know, three weeks without being able to do anything. And that was just predominantly down to the fact that we had shit posts. Like they sent me, um, they sent me all of the codes out, acknowledgement of the fraud, all of these things. And all of these letters turned up on the same day, but they're all sort of 15 days printing apart. Oh, wow. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, But I just said to her, I was like, what about everybody over the age of 50? I, I can't like, fathom it. Like that is, it is I was like, you were literally turning around to people and saying our way or the highway, and you want someone to like how if there was fraud on a sixty-five-year-old person's account, the likelihood is, is yes, they might have a computer available or they've got kids that can show them how to do it. 
but what if the kids aren't free to get there to show them how to do it mate listen my nan i had to try to get her online banking sorted once and it was an absolute fucking nightmare because they wouldn't speak to me they needed to speak to her but I had to do everything in branch to get the codes for her to do stuff, yeah. but she wasn't well enough to go to the branch. But That's the thing. So, so, she... many, so many elderly people don't have the the means of getting around, you know? If you're taking branches away, where have they got to go? Like, I don't know where my, my local fucking branch is now. No. I've got a little pile of cash, not lots, but just enough that if I put it into my bank account, I'd be okay with a couple of bits. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And... So I want to do that, but I'm also like, where do I take it? And like to your point, they're only open at certain times. So does that fit into my window and yeah. you know my kind of routine of where I've got to be? So it's just it's a frustration. But they're not. I'm forty, forty six next month, and I think I'm reasonably technologically minded. Is that fucking word again? Um, however. I don't they don't make it easy and to the fucking ai point on that as well all these like ai chats that come up how can we help you you're not giving me the fucking options you're giving me a very limited selection of options this is a rant huh um (laughs) you you know a real limited selection of options and they say how am i doing it's like fuck you how you're doing let me speak to someone i need to fucking figure this out i've got One of the things I was watching on um, YouTube, I go on the little rabbit hole every now and then, but there's a an account called Scammer Payback. Yeah. Have, you seen, have you heard of this? I've heard of it, but I've not watched it's it. It's like this group of people led by a guy called Pierogi, but um, it's fucking great because they're all like, they're all hackers, yeah. but they, they're like, you know, Robin Hood hackers. They just basically go and scam the scammers. Yeah. And like they t- they've taken money out of scammers' bank accounts and redistributed it. I mean they've just they, they report the scammers to police and a large amount of the scammers are in kind of India in certain areas and they're all gang operated. But um, the amount of money that they fucking take off of people is crazy. Like what they'll what scammer payback will do is go into their account. They basically get onto their laptops using the AnyDesk app. Yep. So while the scammers are thinking they're getting onto yeah. their one because he pretends to be a little old lady, he's actually getting onto their one and deleting all their files or downloading their files first so they've got all the reference like who yep. who to target and then deleting it off their computers and then you know calling the police and getting police sent to them. It's fucking really good. But it's you know I guess the big thing is like it's happened so much to so many people yeah. and it's quite often elderly really vulnerable people yeah i mean you know there's the, somebody uh what was it a couple of months back somebody um like you know tricked my mum quite well um because they were using the they were getting her to reference the codes the text message codes so he was basically turning around to her and saying look you know um, we need to we need to put loads of security um, implements back onto your online banking. So, uh, in order to do that, we're going to send you a series of payment codes to check to make sure that those blocks are now going onto the system. Whereas, actually, what he was doing is he was paying loads of shit off, and he needed the security codes that were coming through to her phone, right? Using her bank account. Man, it's incredible what they fucking do. Yeah. <sighs> And that's why, you know, I just don't want to, I know that 
I know that I have to use certain things, but it's just like, just don't put all your trust in this. Nah. So if it goes fucking wrong, and as it did when I, you know, got my phone nicked last year, yeah, it was a real fucking pain in the ass to do a whole bunch of things. So it's just like, you know, yeah, have a backup plan. <laughs> Make sure you've got a few things in place because it's fucking, yeah, it's a real nightmare. I am um, AI though. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, when when AI starts coming up with brand new things for Christmas time, then I'll uh, I'll be concerned because it's it's going to happen, isn't it? I think it's because it's the one of the biggest times of year for everybody to celebrate, like the direction that it might take Christmas in. Oh, I mean, because obviously like, Santa, like Santa's not real anyway. Obviously, he's, <laughs> he's the he, history, different variants of him pop up in different cultures all around the world, don't they? But it's the one that's the link to the Amanita muscaria mushroom that I like best. Yeah, what the Viking one? Yeah, I mean, you know, it has its kind of uh, its roots in um, obviously the Amanita muscaria is like that um, red and white classic. Yeah. toadstool emoji mushroom but um you know you find it ac- across europe and north america and a lot of places around the world i believe but it has kind of psychoactive properties i've got to be honest it's not pleasant but the sami shaman of northern scandinavia yep would feed it to reindeer Yes, and then we wait for the reindeer to piss it out, and therefore the the kind of nausea effects that it would uh, because it can create terrible headaches and nausea and sweating. It's it, and and for a certain a, a certain level of you know psychedelic reward, but um, by you know going through the reindeer, they take care of all that, but they piss out the psychoactive um, urine. Yeah. And then the shaman would drink that and go into these kind of trances. I can't remember what the relationship was for why they thought about this, but this, they, there's also the kind of the Indian soma drink, which no one quite knows what it is, but because um, all the kind of evidence was lost, I think. But some people have hypothesized that it was the Amanita muscaria. Yeah. And it's all really about having like this sacred drink, this kind of, you know, uh, a sacred drink that allows you to meet God. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or this Eucharist. Um, I told you about that Immortality Key book. Yes, you did. Yeah. And there's another book by John Allegro, John M. Allegro, I think, called The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. Which is also, you know, very much about like the early, um, the early well, start of Christianity, perhaps, um, where it was, it's thought that it was a cult um, uh, led by women, yep. where they would come to your home and bring in a, like a, a sacred drink, like a, a you know, yeah, an Eucharist, and you would drink that and meet God. Now, like if you think about like ayahuasca, for instance, or um, you know, a, a mushroom tea. It's if you want to find the divine within. Yep. If you want to go and meet God, then you drink the body of Christ, perhaps, or this the the, the wine, the holy yeah. wine. So you know, there's a there's a few. I mean, both books have they're different 
points that they bring to the table. But it is an interesting one because they do align with certain thoughts about, you know, all these little rituals that are still available in, you know, Christianity. And yet it could be linked to an ergotized beer or, a, 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 you know, a mushroom soma drink. I think the Scandinavian thing was um, was one of their ceremonial practices and they used to um, it was always done in winter time and you couldn't get into so one of the points was, was to give a gift somebody would receive a gift at the end but they couldn't get into people's houses because of the snow so they used to have to go in through the roof ah that's interesting yeah so they would be you know they would go through this ceremony they would have this this drink and then um, yeah towards the end there's supposed to be a gift that's received yeah yeah but in order to give the gift, they used to drop it down the chimney. Drop it down the chimney. They couldn't get in or out of the houses. What, yeah. literally for fucking all winter? That must. I mean, it must have been completely different back then. But yeah, I think. <laughs> imagine having to climb out your roof. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What are you doing for Christmas? I am going to see my nan. Yeah. Uh, and in Norfolk, and have some quiet time in in the village up there, and. Yeah, just chill. That's it. No, nothing fancy yeah. whatsoever this year. Not going crazy on food. Not going crazy on, on anything else. Yeah. Um, just very much a bit of quiet time. Um, the good thing about being up there, I think, is that um, we, we, you know, whilst my nan is of an age and things are quite minimalistic, we like to try and keep the things minimalistic for her because yeah. it's a good thing. You know, when when. when go up and visit her there's there's nothing going on you know the village is quiet i mean it's still quite a big village um you know they've got a good pub there they do good food but you've got to travel out the village to go to get anywhere or go shopping and you know loads of places to walk there's a couple of farm shops there's lots of people that that have got chickens that you can just walk down the road and pick up Mm. eggs from the front of their house yeah yeah. they're not charging but you there's a gift box if you want to leave money um, same with all of the veg you really don't have to go anywhere and of course where it's located you know phone signals pretty crap yeah um broadband signals okay but it's not the most amazing thing so you don't have to rely on on that and you know my, i still walk into the house and my nan's listening to the radio rather than with the telly on so it's always quite man you know it's, that's the thing though about the simple life yeah you know, i bet she doesn't have the kind of stresses that we all have do you know what i mean we build these things up for ourselves i love it i mean it's why i go and do retreats because it's just as busy as i get i carve out a certain amount of time for myself you know i'll do a dieta lots of fasting simple simple food if any yep um and then it's a complete you know detox of phone computer yep and i I restore myself and it, it gives you time to think about what's important in life, what we really need in life. Because it ain't the fucking social media, it ain't phone. <laughs> no. no. I, don't, I don't even remember the last time I went onto my Instagram and there was a post from somebody that I followed. No. There's, it just doesn't happen. I, I look at people's stories now because I can't see any posts because it's always a fucking advert or it's always, you know, something else that I have no interest in whatsoever or something that I've just spoken about out loud and it's just decided to uh, arrange that into an advert for me to look at but, I couldn't fucking yeah. care about it at all I, I know I've got to use it and I promised to 
do a bit make a bit more effort to use it because you know i can't deny that i don't get work from it but fuck me i can't i haven't got the bandwidth for it anymore i've really run out of love for any any part of it i don't really check my messages on there very often it's just i can't you know and that was like the hidden ones now i'm just like i can't even bother to check any messages i just you know if you need me the call me do you know what i mean send me a text message don't whatsapp i've done that before we've done it before (laughs) um what about you what are you doing for christmas just going down to see the family you know i'd normally retire to india and sit on a beach for the whole of january christmas through january not doing it this year number of reasons um but really yeah in in lieu of my mum's passing it was just um being there for the family and i think you know i've come to terms with that i was a bit sad about not going to india but then that's all kind of self-indulgence isn't it it's running away from everything and certain responsibilities so you know i feel that it'll be nice i i'm kind of looking forward to it yep Uh, it's not it's really low-key we don't don't really give much gifts in terms of like things it's usually a bit of food sharing and well that that's it i think that's the thing about christmas that i i enjoy is you know is is the the family time and is the um is the memory making because like if somebody can buy you a gift you know and obviously you know a long time ago it would have been like you know a computer game or something like that and you play it for a little while and then game loses its meaning and you move Mm. on and then it's christmas again and maybe that same process all over again or you know it's like toys for my nephew and stuff like that we tried to get him books this year rather than toys yeah um because you know he gets bored stupidly easily so why would i spend so much money on on him with stuff that he's gonna get bored of and whereas like spending some time with him he's always gonna remember he might not like it because he might want that fucking Lego set that he's not exactly. going to get. But yeah. <laughs> I think kids need more like presents that are not for them. You know, when you yeah. like buy a goat for a village in fucking Africa or something like that. <laughs> just maybe that's what I'm going to do to my niece and nephew. It's just like I've got you a goat. Where is it, Africa? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, have a really good Christmas, mate. You too, mate. And we'll, uh, it, well, I guess it will be the new year before we get another episode out. Yeah, but. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, we'll speak in January. Yeah. Speak soon. Turn up. Turn up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 